Inspiring solutions to save America one show at a time. Are you ready to get on board? They believe that they can they can destroy this bond that exists between you and Trump if they somehow make Trump look bad, make Trump look like a reprobate, embarrass you about Trump. They can't do it because you came before Trump desperately want Trump gone, and I I know that they desperately want it codified, that Trump cannot run again, because make no mistake, they remain scared to death of you, and they remain scared to death of Trump. Uh, Trump, 75 million, 80 million votes, and I'm going to tell you, you're not going anywhere. Even if Trump does, you're not which I think remains one of our big campaign strengths going forward. They can't separate you from Trump. And more importantly, they can't separate you from the ideas. They can't separate you from MAGA. They can't separate you from Make America Great Again. From sea to shining sea, three hours of bold truth and excellence. The Wendy Bell Radio Program. Welcome back, my friends. Hour number three of the Wendy Bell Radio Program. On the clock now, and we are joined by national security expert John Guandolo. John, who knows all about the FBI, the DOD. He's been in the trenches. John, welcome, my dear. Crazy times. Thank you, as always. My favorite part of Friday, hanging out with you and your team here. Well, I appreciate that. And I appreciate your perspective, John, because you see things and you alert us to things that are going on that we might be too busy or not investigating enough on our own to see. So what are you seeing out there? Certainly this House oversight, the impeachment inquiry stuff. This is important in the Democrats' old tune. Nothing to see here. I don't think it's working. Well, I don't think it's working, uh, but I would maybe remind your listeners, although your listeners are pretty astute, I would uh, maybe caution them, the same way we have uh, over time, that I would not expect the U.S. Congress, either the House or Senate, to do much of anything. And it's uh, we're, we're in a time where Americans can't or shouldn't, in my professional opinion, wait for the federal elected officials in the House and the Senate, wait for them to, to do something. As you and I have talked about, it, it, at your county level, citizens should be spending 95 or more percent of their time focused on that and focused on making sure that constitutionally-minded patriots are their mayor, uh, make up the city or county council, make up the uh, local chamber of commerce, make up the school board, uh, and uh, are leading the key institutions in the local community, and that the people, the citizens, understand their duties as citizens. And I think when you do that, my experience across the country is communities that have done that and are in the process of doing that, then 
you you build essentially a fortress for liberty and you build out from there with neighboring counties and you begin to take back your your state but trying to focus and fix things at the i mean honestly you you so we talked about this and i wrote about this over a year ago so if joe biden gets impeached well whoever's going to replace him is going to be worse not better on the democrat side so i just think we uh, we need to keep that in mind and the nature of the war in which we're engaged has to be primarily engaged at the at the local at the county all right. level all right so I, I want you to go there with me all right i have no idea what you wanted to talk about but i'm gonna hijack this step number one if you're talking to me and you're teaching me and people like me what is our first step in doing what you exactly said what is your first play in taking it back at the local level where do i go what do i look for who do i talk to Okay, so first, you find like-minded people who are already engaged. There are a lot of people, excuse me, most of the people, uh, groups that I have uh, trained or spoken with or am currently speaking with um, in communities, they're already engaged. So some of them are engaged at state level, you know, the uh, political level, some of them are pushing uh, state-level legislation. Some of them are at the local county level, uh, you know, taking back uh, precinct chair positions with constitutionally-minded patriots. Some of them are working the education issue, school board issue at the county level. Some are working, you know, voting, whatever it is. And first you begin with getting those people together and organizing them as a as a functional team. Why? Because it's not enough, again, I, I, I like using this phrase, uh, you know, you've got to create a comprehensive plan for your county and not play whack-a-mole. So it's, it's great that you got rid of this bad man or woman on your board, your county board of education, great. It's great you got rid of this bad city council member, but if it's not part of a comprehensive plan for the county, then you're you're just going after the nearest closest target or the loudest baddest target in the moment instead of creating a comprehensive plan to take back your county so you got to begin with the right people trustworthy people organize somebody needs to decide uh you know this person is going to be the leader for the county no matter who they are, they don't have to be in any position. Just they've got the traits to do it. They bring people together, and then they come up with a comprehensive plan. And the comprehensive plan uh, is is quite frankly not that complicated. You just take those key pieces I just mentioned. You need to be concerned with. So I've, I've shared many times on your show. We have to focus on the bad guys, not on the issues. No battle, no war has ever been won by changing issues or changing policies, right? So you have to focus on the bad guys, but there are key issues that have to concurrently be addressed. Education is one. Having having integrity in the county voting system has to occur if the process is going to work defending life and that doesn't just mean um 
dealing with organizations in your county or people that are pushing pro-abortion, for instance. That also has to do with the right of life of the elderly, because adversaries of liberty want to be able to kill those people. It means I, as a citizen, have a natural right to defend myself and and bear the tools to do so, as the founders said, and even people before America was a country. We have the right to do that. All of that falls under the right to life. So those key issues and ensuring that the key institutions, including and especially churches, that pastors are speaking truth and defending Mm -hmm. liberty, because as you and I have discussed, the Christian church has always been married to reason, to uh, liberty, to science, and so you have to have strong leaders in the community because those principles of Christianity, as John Adams said, are the very principles that undergird our law and government. This is interesting, though, because it sounds so overwhelming, but what you're saying, John, is once you make a connection, and for instance, in my state, it might be with the group Audit the Vote PA, right? Once you find these people, it's very comforting to realize that there is an army out there. And then yeah. all these relationships are are elevating, right? I think that is, is that what you've seen in communities where you've come in to teach this process, that that these these relationships provide much more than just a framework of action? Yes, I found that you've just hit the nail on the head. When people get into a room, and they may know some of these people because... People that are active at the county and state level, there aren't a lot of them, sadly. We should all be involved, um, but they'll know some of them, and then they'll meet these others. And then one of the things I've found is very helpful is we will share stories of victory and success in states and communities around the country. And we'll say, for instance, in this place, this is what they did, and this is how they did it, and this is now where they are. And that people realize, holy cow, others are doing it. And sometimes what we'll do when it's reasonable and feasible is when you can put a couple people together to talk and say, hey, what? how did you do this thing? And then they start to realize there is an army out there. There are millions of Americans who understand uh, that, that there is a problem, even if they can't specifically articulate it uh, in the way I'm doing, but they realize, and they're eager to, to, to change. So once you do this, and you look at those issues, and then you look at, okay, here are the key uh, communist organizations in the community, here are the key jihadi organizations and leaders in the community, here are people that are collaborating with them, and we always encourage people, start with the local interfaith efforts, because that is the tip of the spear of how they're getting really deep into communities. And when you just start looking, That's you great. just Google it, you know, yeah. where's interfaith in my community? And those organizations and people that are pushing it forward, they're problematic, and you can start there, right. and, and then who's financing it? Right. What's really interesting about this, too, is each of us has a gift, whether it's what you do professionally or it's a hobby of yours. Everybody can bring something to the party to make this an easier process. John, I want to put you on a brief hold on. I'll hold you through this break because it's important what you're about to talk about. It's, you know, the, the attempted wokeness 
uh, of an historic all-boys institution being infiltrated by lunacy and, and the rise to push back. It's the fight, and it can be won. And it's a good story to talk about next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. We welcome back John Guandolo. He is our national security expert for sure, but he also has a past that uh, connects him to southwestern Pennsylvania. I want you to give everybody the quick thumbnail of where we were last week, John, and an update on your school. Go. Yeah, so I think it's important. Uh, the Kiskey School was founded in 1888 and is uh, a tremendous place of great education. It's an all-boys school. It's a boarding school. And I went there as a postgraduate for one year, and it was arguably the the most impactful academic year, and in other ways, uh, of my life, um, because it led me to such success. It helped me get into the Naval Academy. It's the reason I got into the Naval Academy. Um, but it was, it was more than that. And um, the school, uh, since the new headmaster took over uh, about 20 years ago, uh, and I'll, I'll give you some quick uh, examples, uh, began uh, slowly over time whittling away at some of the key traditions and foundations of the school. Right. And so, it, you know, things like everybody's required to go to Sunday evening meals and it's family style and, you know, the coat and tie uh, requirement in certain occasions relax, things like that. But it's more than that. It's now in the last, and some of this has surfaced, things that have happened in the last few years. Um, I was aware, you know, they sent out an email, which I received their emails, uh, where, you know, basically the headmaster was apologizing that Kiski was racist. Well, this isn't just that's a communist line of operation. And then they've uh, demonstrated that they're, you know, pro-BLM, and which is a Chinese communist organization, as you well know. Um, and then we have, uh, I found out that they actually had a speaker come in who was transgender. And these are things that never, what? never happened and never would have happened uh, before. And so here's, here's where we are today. I just want to paint a picture because there are, there's a lot unknown. So I just want to stick in the realm of what we know. Okay. What, what we know is that the headmaster, uh, Chris Bruningston, and some of the other leadership has lied to donors and lied to the alumni about why they want to go co-ed. First, they kept it a secret that they were going co-ed. And then they claim, well, we're not sure, but they, they were having a vote on it. The vote was supposed to be last Saturday, got postponed, was supposed to be Wednesday, and nobody has heard anything about whether they had the vote. It's like they've gone into gone underground. They've lied to donors about their financial status. Wow. First, people were told, well, we don't have enough money, so co-ed's the way to go, which is, that's a failing business model anyway. But then we find out they, that money's not an issue. Right, we found out this week that they're launching. They're going to build this new, you know, amazingly uh, technolo technologically advanced uh, simulator for the golf team, which costs literally millions of dollars. We're told, 
And so that's not the issue. So what is the issue? So the key here is there's, there's no truth and transparency. Here, here are some other things we know besides the things I just mentioned. We know that a few years ago, Kiski began a, with the approval, obviously, of the, the headmaster, a relationship with a school in China, oh. which I can tell you every single 100%, that's controlled by the Chinese Communist government. Those are counterintelligence operations as a part of their larger this strategy. This is the infiltration of your school. If it's that's happening right. here, it's happening everywhere. That's right. We have, they, for several years, they had uh, Saudi students and students from Qatar there, uh, which made them, uh, because I had conversations uh, with the headmaster and with others about the, my concern about that, uh, and they gaffed that off. And then those other things I just mentioned. So does it have to do, is there some kind of uh, Chinese influence operation? Maybe. Is there a... But uh, you're awake, but you're aware, and you're talking about it, and everybody's aware of this. John, I've got 30 seconds. Give it to everybody. This is indicative of, of the fight we all face in, our, in every realm. Well, the, the great news is uh, there's an organization that's been created by one of my classmates, Joe Garcia, and uh, Matt Marcinelli, uh, who graduated a year prior to us, Marines, wrestlers like me, and to get the word out and to save this American institution for not only uh, for education, but to build young men who are going to be successful patriots. Amen. And uh, we need to stand by this. And I'm going to fight with everything I got. Amen. And we appreciate you uh, sharing the story. It's not even just about Kiski, ladies and gentlemen, because if it can happen in my backyard, it's going on in yours, too. They want you asleep, unaware, and on cruise control. John Guandolo, thank you, my dear. Have a great weekend. All right, folks, do not go anywhere. When we come back, we do have good news for you. But before that, exposing the Uniparty spotlight Georgia. This is big. Don't miss it. Next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. You would think that an all-boys boarding school would be safe, would be protected from the infiltration of the darkness that has gotten way too deep in our lives. This communism... Marxism, socialism, these progressive ideas, all of which suck. And you really do wonder, how is, it, how is it even possible that folks out there don't see through this? Are you just so invested in, in the mistakes that you've made? Or you believe, you believe the people who've been lying to you for so long that you can't possibly have that, that honesty? You know, I was driving by, by my son's high school. There's a pretty popular bus stop. And the bus stop is right down the street from Carnegie Mellon University. And so it's a multicultural melting pot. A who's who of the United Nations standing there waiting for the bus. It's a very interesting student body. I counted 19 people waiting for the bus. All of them were looking at their phone. Nobody was talking. Nobody was laughing. Nobody was looking around. 
everybody was looking at their phone. It's like we have completely separated. And this generation, which is scary, with the big headsets, the big Beats headsets, how many people are riding their bikes, which are now ma- they're machines? Forget getting exercise anymore. They're all powered, right? So people zoom by you with these huge headsets on. They couldn't hear traffic or a horn honk if they wanted to. This is the world in which we live. And we're, we're mystified why there's no work ethic anymore, right? Why nobody wants to get up and do anything. Why people aren't feeling as though they're connected to anything. That there's any kind of hope in my children's generation that they're going to be able to outachieve Joe and me. And, and when you feel like, what are you actually doing it for? The deck is so stacked against me. Why even try? That, that is a very dangerous place. Now, you couple that with people in the Republican Party who pretend to understand these very obvious common sense things that we all are noticing. And they lie to you and say, yes, 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 I agree. I'm on your side. But they vote an entirely different way. Let's use John's Kiskey as an example. These faux Republicans have infiltrated our state legislatures all across the Fruited Plain. How about this headline, Breitbart, Georgia Senate GOP caucus ousts senator for trying to remove Fonnie Willis from office. I guess her name is Fonnie. Whatever. She's a twit. And she's a dangerous, malignant plant. Thanks to George Soros. Story. The Georgia Senate Republican Caucus voted Thursday to remove State Senator Colton Moore from the caucus for taking a first step in August to defend, investigate, and possibly impeach Fulton County District Attorney Fonnie Willis, who levied 13 counts against former President Donald Trump. Now, why would the GOP caucus vote to boot him? Unless y'all are dirty. Flush the Covey friends. This is what these moves project to us. So while I'm, I'm incredulous not that this happened, take note. If you're in Georgia, know who your representatives are. Know how they vote on these issues. What did Colton Moore do? He was just like, yo, this is an absolute abomination. That the justice system has been so corrupted... This has to end. We need to remove this hack and have a real conversation about what we're doing in this country. Nope, you're not allowed to do that. In a letter to Governor Brian Kemp, also a hack, Moore announced an initiative in August to begin an emergency session to conduct a thorough investigation into the actions undertaken by Willis. Look, if you've got Brian Kemp as your quote-unquote Republican in name only governor who's not going to say what's going on, This is ridiculous. You should have the voice of enough people in the General Assembly to be able to force an emergency session and say, we represent the people of this state and the people want this investigated. Camp and state Senate Republicans apparently oppose working to investigate, defund and impeach Willis and instead ousted more. Quote, today's removal is a direct result of me calling on my Republican colleagues in the Senate to do their job and to sign on to an emergency session to investigate Fonnie Willis. Colton said in a statement exclusively obtained 
by Breitbart. The Georgia Constitution clearly outlines the legislature's power to call an emergency session to investigate a judicial officer. This is the same thing as the House Republicans not voting on term limits. You seem to think that y'all are in charge. You seem to believe that you have a magic wand. I stand by my Republican principles, Colton Moore continues. I stand by the Republican platform. I will continue to serve as a Republican senator from the great state of Georgia. Unfortunately, now I will be forced to refer to my colleagues who ran on being Trump conservatives as the Rhino Caucus. Good for you. And by the way, recent Rasmussen polling shows that 82% of Georgia Republicans say Donald Trump is unfairly being prosecuted by Fonnie Willis. So you're not even representing the people who voted you in. Time to go. Flush the covey. You guys ready for some good news? I need some good Love this. Love this story. My boyfriend, he doesn't know, but he is my boyfriend. (laughs) Steve Hartman from CBS News with today a lesson in sacrifice. Sacrifice is next level kindness. Kindness 201, sort of. Master's level kindness. This is when you give till it hurts because you know in the end you'll receive something far greater. To see what I mean... Let's take a look in our library. A tale of a man who has so much because he sacrificed so much. At one point, number 60, Jason Brown, was one of the best centers in the NFL. At one point, he had a five-year, $37 million contract with the St. Louis Rams. And at one point, he sacrificed all of it. My agent, you know, he told me, he said, you're making the biggest mistake of your life. And I looked right back at him, I said, no, I am not. So what could possibly trump the NFL? You wouldn't believe. Jason quit football to be a farmer, even though he'd never done it a day in his life. How did you learn even to do what you're doing? Get on the internet, watch YouTube videos. You can still plant your crops. Thanks to YouTube and some good advice from other farmers here in Lewisburg, North Carolina, Jason was able to harvest a field of sweet potatoes. When you see them pop up out of the ground, man, it's the most beautiful thing that you could ever see. He says he has never felt more successful. Not in man's standards, but in God's eyes. But God cares about the NFL. I see people praying to him on the field all the time. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of people praying out there. But when I think about a life of greatness, I think about a life of, of service. Which leads us here. Which leads us here. Yes. See, his plan for this farm is to donate the bounty to food pantries. It's unusual for a grower to grow a crop just to give away. Rebecca Page organizes food collection for the needy. And that's what Jason has done. And he's planning to do more next year. Jason has a thousand acres here which could go a long way toward eliminating hunger in this neck of North Carolina. Love is the most wonderful currency 
that you can give anyone. You sure you played in the NFL? <laughs> yes. Because I feel like cuddling you right now. <laughs> Don't do that. Apparently, even on the farm, holding is still a penalty. Farmer Brown joins us now. Hello, Jason. Glad to be here coming from First Fruits Farm. You should have tried hugging my dad. It's not as bad as you might think. Look, look, I know I look like a big teddy bear, but you got to be warned. Don't try and hug the bears. <laughs> Are you still giving away what you grow? Definitely. Um, to date, we have donated more than a million pounds of food uh, and still growing. How do you afford to do that? We have thousands of volunteers. They'll give up a Saturday morning to come get their hands dirty and, and help to, to harvest and grow all of this awesome food. What have you gained from your sacrifice? It seems illogical that sacrifice could get you something. Oh, well, well guess what? All good things come with, with sacrifice. You're not gonna be able to get the awesome juice from the berries or the grapes unless they're squeezed. You're not able to get diamonds unless they're put under pressure, all right? And going through sacrifices, that's what actually brings out the best in us. Beautiful. Jason, thank you so much for what you do and for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. You know that saying, give till it hurts? I think we need to change that to give till it hurts and then keep giving till it feels great. I just love that. So he's he's been doing this for years and years and years. He's got two little kids and he's like, come on in. We're going to start something. We're going to we're going to teach the world what it has so clearly forgotten the basics of kindness and honesty and hard work and sacrifice. Now, how different is what Jason Brown is doing with his potatoes from what John Guandolo is talking about we do in our zip codes? Getting involved, not waiting for somebody else to fix the problem but to being the solution. Don't go anywhere, bad jokes. I hear they're just awful and worthwhile. Every minute of it, next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. Welcome back to the Wendy Bell Radio Program. We got all sorts of people paying attention to this show right now because they know it is the best time of the day, the best time of the week. It is Bad Joke Friday. Ladies and gentlemen, I just flew in from New York, and boy, my arm's tired. <laughs> I'm joking, of course. <laughs> Anywho, <laughs> welcome to the Comedy Club. Won't you give it up to Wendy and Brock for Bad Joke Friday? Anywho, I love it. All right, if they're not bad jokes, they're not qualifiers. But again, we haven't read any of those, so that's the rule. We haven't read these in advance, and if we deliver, and we will butcher them. if we butcher them, that's part of the magic. Here we go. This, my friends, is why texting can get you in trouble, all right? Boyfriend. Hey, what are you up to, girlfriend? Girlfriend. I'm super tired. I'm just going to go to bed now. What about you, darling? Boyfriend. Well, I'm at the club standing right behind you. Oh. Ooh, big old mistake. I went, into a pawn, I went into a pawn shop looking for an old Bing Crosby album in a boombox. Bada bing, bada boom. <laughs> wow. That's awesome. Little boy went up to his mom and asked, where's baby? Where babies come from? 
Try that again. Little boy went up to his mom and asked where babies come from. Mom replied, a baby starts in a mother's heart full of love and then gets born through her belly. Later, the little boy went up to his dad and asked him where babies come from. Dad replied, they come from apes. The boy went back to his mom and said, why did dad tell me that babies come from apes when you told me they came from a mother's heart? She said, oh, he's talking about his side of the family. (laughs) (laughs) Wait a second. That was from Kate. Yes, I love it. Go, Kate. Uh, Do you know insurance companies are warning campers that if your tent is stolen at night, you won't be covered? A UFO lands at the White House and Secret Service surrounds it. Weapons drawn. An alien steps out and says, take me to your leader. Secret Service drops their weapons and responds, wrong house. He's at (laughs) (laughs) Mar-a-Lago. I was in an Uber yesterday and the driver asked, is it cool if I put some music on? I said, not at all. He asked, kiss? I said, let's play the music first and see how we feel. Oh my gosh. How you doing? Mm -hmm. Why are skeletons so calm? Because nothing gets under their skin. Oh my mm-hmm. I no longer see my wife and kids, and it's all because of gambling. I won the lottery and moved to Hawaii. Oh, my gosh. When I was a kid, my mother told me I could be anyone I wanted to be. Turns out, identity theft is a crime. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear about the baguette at the zoo? Mm-mm. It was bred in captivity. <sighs> <laughs> Why did the nurse need... Okay, you already know this one. Why did the ne- nurse need a red pen in case she needed to draw blood? <laughs> oh, gosh. Stupid. A Democrat walks into a bar and says to the bartender, give me a Joe Biden. Bartender gives the man his drink and a bill for $220. The man screams $220 for a Joe Biden. Bartender then explains $10 for the drink, $5 for me, and 205 for the big guy. That's awesome. Teacher wanted, oh, wait a minute. Where do fruits go on vacation, Brock? <clears throat> I don't know. Pear is. Oh, gosh. Yeah. A woman goes into the salon to get her hair done. The stylist puts on the cape and asks, How are you today? The woman sighs and re- replies, I just had a blowout driving here, and now I want to curl up and die. Curl, C U R L, die. I guess that's more of a. I'm not feeling it. A teacher wanted to teach her students about self-esteem, so she asked anyone who thought they were stupid to stand up. One kid did stand up, and the teacher was surprised. She didn't think anybody would stand up, so she asked him, why'd you stand up? He answered, I didn't want to leave you standing up by yourself. (laughs) (laughs) I got a new job at the guillotine factory. At the guillotine factory? Guillotine factory. I'll be heading there shortly. Ah. At a party, a young wife admonished her husband. That's the fourth time you've gone back for ice cream and cake. Doesn't it embarrass you? Well, why should it? Answered her spouse. I keep telling them it's for you. <laughs> Typical wife. Oh. My friend Gus is so much fun. Everyone calls him Fungus. <clears throat> a mom walking backwards in a store with her children runs into a display, knocks it all over the place. Store clerk asks, ma'am... Why are you walking backwards? She says, with these kids, you have to have your eyes in the back of your head. And I forgot my glasses. I don't know. That's, I don't have it. I'm sorry. What's two reasons not to drink from the toilet bowl? Oh. Number one and number two. <laughs> <laughs> I have a pet termite. I named him Clint. Clint eats wood. <laughs> I had a dream about being a muffler. I woke up exhausted. <laughs> we 
These are so dumb. My grandfather <laughs> has the heart of a lion and a lifetime ban from the National Zoo. I don't know what that means. He what? has a heart of a lion? Yes, I don't know. Which is faster, hot or cold? Hot. Why? I don't know. Because you can catch cold. Oh, gosh. What's the difference between a gun and a liberal? A gun only has one trigger. (laughs) (laughs) A nun is having a bath when she hears a knock on the door. She says, who is it? It's the blind man, comes the response. Okay, thinks the nun. Come in then. In walks the blind man who says, hi. Now, where do you want the blinds? Oh, Oh, boy. Ah, I was in the bar the other... gross. I was in the bar the other night and overheard these three rather hefty women talking. Their accent sounded Scottish, so I walked up to them and said, Hello, ladies, are you three lassies from Scotland? One of them replied, It's Wales, you bloody idiot. Wales! I replied, I'm so sorry. Are you three whales from Scotland? (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember anything after that. (laughs) What do you call a pony with a sore throat? Huh. A little horse. Oh, God. I'm tapped. You have another? Uh, What do you call a smart monster? A smart monster. I don't know. Frankenstein. Oh, God. Whatever. Ladies and gentlemen, that is going to do it for this another week of the Wendy Bell Radio program. If you like us, share us. Remember, get the podcast, Wendy Bell Radio, wherever you download yours. Give us a follow, a share, a five-star review. Have a safe and wonderful weekend with the people you love. Peace. <laughs>